0: Hi, everyone, and welcome again to Bots and Brains, where we talk about building the future of work. For today's podcast, we're talking about information security and data privacy, and why exactly it does it matter. Let's welcome our very own Data Privacy Officer, Jay Trinidad.
1: Thank you for having me at this podcast. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Jay Trinidad. I am currently the Data Privacy Officer or Data Protection Officer at AYA.
0: So what exactly is data privacy and uh, why is it important?
1: Okay, um data privacy is might, might seem technical, but uh, in a nutshell it's all about your personal information or our personal information and um how we might be able to keep it private and all about it's all about how People who are handling the information are supposed to be uh, more responsible in how they handle and um, use our information, ensuring its confidentiality, its availability, and integrity. When we speak of confidentiality, you just have to make sure that it would be uh, authorized persons who would have access to the information. Availability, making sure that the, the information is available whenever it is needed. And integrity, speaking of the correctness or accuracy of the information. It is important, data privacy or ha- it has become important because uh, the world today, the world over today has learned to monetize information, meaning companies are now earning money through the use of information within uh, their own businesses. And uh, because of this fact, uh, countries world over, governments world over have started becoming, uh, have started creating data privacy laws in order to help businesses and even governments be more responsible and careful with how they handle information.
0: Data privacy can sound a bit intimidating. Um, Usually people only assume that the DPO or the legal team have the sole responsibility to uh, implement it in any organization. Uh, Is this true? And um, who else should be concerned or responsible for data privacy? In an enterprise,
1: okay. Um, typically, more often than not, companies and organizations usually would go after or defer to uh, a legal team or a lawyer uh, to make as their DPO within and around the office. Uh, that's pretty much understandable because uh, the data privacy laws are well being as such. They are laws, and it is usually the legal team or the lawyers which are more adept or more in tune in, in handling these kinds of cases. But, strictly speaking, one need, uh, does not need to be a lawyer in order to be a data privacy officer. Although the law itself, the Data Privacy Act of 20, uh, 2012, insofar as our jurisdiction, the Philippine jurisdiction is concerned, does it make it mandatory for each and every business to have a data privacy officer within its ranks. I want everyone here to know that the responsibility of keeping things private and uh, making sure that information is being handled properly and responsibly it falls upon everyone's shoulders. It doesn't follow that just because a company would have a DPO that he would suddenly become uh, the Superman of data of data privacy within and around the office. Um, no, that's not how it is. Uh, the figurehead or the DPO is there to ensure that everyone follows strict compliance, insofar yes. so far as the standards are concerned. But as I've said, uh, the responsibility falls upon, uh, falls upon everyone's or everybody's shoulders. Uh, privacy has been defined to be the most comprehensive of rights and one which is most valued by men. It is more, all the more evident now that, in so far as information security and data privacy, the biggest vulnerability, in so far as that particular security chain is concerned, is a human element. People are, are flawed. Uh, people make mistakes. That's why it's so easy for breaches to happen just like that. Uh, all the more reason why we should all uh, keep ourselves diligent and vigilant in so far as ensuring its security and privacy.
0: To, to build on what you're saying, um, it involves keeping information private and secure. Um, is information yes. security the same as data privacy? Is there a difference?
1: There is a huge difference between the two, but there is also a co-mingling or an interaction between the two. Information security is not the same as data privacy. Okay, Although it is important to, to make known to people that There cannot be data privacy without information security. This is because, insofar as information security is concerned, it governs or um, takes care of the triage, uh, otherwise known as confidentiality, availability, and integrity of data, as I mentioned earlier. Now, these three principles are also what is being used in order to keep matters private and secure, insofar as data privacy is concerned. In that sense, they are related. They are hugely dependent upon each other, but no, they are not the same.
0: Oh, why is there such a heightened interest in data privacy in recent years? Uh, We see a lot of content now and articles and um, news anchors talking about the need for data privacy, especially in tech firms uh, such as AYA. Why do you think this is happening now?
1: Okay. In order to explain this better, it is important for us to go back a few years. It is important for everyone to be aware that the fact of data privacy being existent worldwide, uh, it stems back all the way back to um, around 2011, 2010. Even when such a thing was not available or being used here in our local jurisdiction of the Philippines, it has or always been, or it has already been prevalent and being used within and around uh, the European nations. Okay. Now, uh, back then, within and around the European Union or the EU, the, the 28 member countries which forms the European Union, each and every country had their own data so privacy. So for though. data pr- privacy practitioners and or compliance officers such as myself back then, it was also quite difficult to, to keep tabs or to keep oneself updated insofar as how to handle personal information especially if the organization that you're dealing with handles the personal information of different citizens or different residents of different kinds of people belonging to different countries within and around the european union now fast forward a couple of years a few years to that of 2018 in particular may 25 2018 the GDPR was introduced worldwide. Now, the GDPR stands for the General Data Protection Regulation. So why is this important? It is important because, as I mentioned earlier, back then when the different 28 member countries forming the European Union had different data privacy laws, upon introduction of the GDPR, all 28 member countries, as of the time of it being introduced now, all have only to follow one particular data privacy law and that was the gdpr now it is important it is more prevalent nowadays or much more significant nowadays because one because of globalization because companies worldwide are have now started and have or started integrating and working with each other and so a country cannot or a businesses within a country or a country cannot can no longer just transact business with another sovereign nation or another, uh, another country without considering the data privacy laws which are in place, similar as to how we perform ourselves here at AYA. Okay? So that being the case, now that companies worldwide and countries worldwide are using information in order to monetize it, in order to gain profit from it, it is now important to take note of data privacy laws not only in your in our local jurisdiction but also in other jurisdictions to ensure that the proper handling of information by any entity uh, found therein or found abroad is ensured and the, um, the privacy of people and their information are also ensured.
0: So as you know, a core belief of the company is that I aims to build the future of work. Uh, What role does ISDP play in building it?
1: Okay, we are now found in what's known to be or what's recognized to be the fourth industrial revolution. Uh, The fourth industrial revolution is considered to be the current and developing environment in which disruptive technologies and trends such as Internet of Things, IoT, virtual reality, use of uh, robotics, and artificial intelligence are now being utilized in order to change the way that we live and work. We here at AYA, we fully understand this fact that we are now in what's known to be the fourth industrial revolution and that we use information in order to help businesses that we partner up with. We also understand the fact further that privacy is now considered to be the proxy for trust. One, in order to ensure that we are a trustworthy company, that um, our current clients and would-be clients can put their faith in and and trust their data in. And also moving forward, that uh, we also want to be uh, a pioneer within and around uh, the industry and so far as um, the fourth industrial revolution is concerned.
0: Right. So it seems like there's a lot of initiatives for ISDP, both for front-facing customer teams and support teams internally. As the DPO of AYA, who do you usually work with on specific ISDP initiatives?
1: That's going to be quite difficult to answer because I work with everyone. I say everyone because, as I mentioned earlier, the responsibility for ISDP falls upon everyone's shoulders. It spans from top management members of the executive committee up to the to the newbie employee that has just come in through the door for orientation. I need everyone's cooperation and understanding. And so far as the implementations, the policies, and the standards that we have put in place within and around Aya, and I expect everyone to to be fully compliant uh, and to to be observant of the standards that we have put in place in order to ensure that the way that we handle information is is proper and responsible and is, is responsibly handled.
0: Right. So um, now that we've established that um, ISDP is a team effort, how can data privacy be ensured?
1: It can be ensured by having organizational, technical, and physical security measures within and around the office. This uh, involves having a DPO like myself to oversee and ensure that uh, data privacy and even uh, information security measures are being implemented properly and maintained within and around the company. This also involves uh, proper having proper policies being uh, put together and implemented within and around the company as well. When you speak of Technical security, this involves more of the the information technology aspect of the business. The firewalls, the server, the database, everything has to be secure. So there has to be encryption in place. There are proper firewalls, proper safeguards, so far as technicalities are concerned. So that cyber attacks, if and when they do happen, and they, they do happen, none of them will do any harm or much harm because safeguards have already been put in place. And uh, so far as physical security is concerned, uh, this involves having proper physical locks, uh, physical safeguards, having a security guard within or around the premises, having uh, CCTV cameras in order to ensure that threats, whether internal or external, that might happen uh, or that might affect the physical premises of an organization, are also held at bay. And so far as business operations are concerned, Considering the fact that data privacy hasn't always been a thing uh, in so, at, at the very least, insofar as the Philippines is concerned, uh, three things has to happen. First, there has to be a change in so far as the, the contracts entered into by the company, whether, in so, uh, whether it be clients or would-be clients or even third-party providers or vendors that they partner up with. Why? Because we have to be sure. That the agreements that come into play or that are put together, um, whether for and in behalf of a client or for and in behalf of a third-party vendor, all involve and stipulate the roles and responsibilities data privacy-wise. So that if ever there are any infractions or uh, breaches that might happen, the proper person or persons would be held responsible for them. Second, the proper policies, stipulations, and guidelines have to be very well entrenched within the company so far as data privacy as well. Why? Because we want to be able to put together a culture of privacy and security within and around the company. If company members, if personnel are able to follow the policies and standards set in place, then there would be less, much less reasons or chances for for breaches or security incidents to happen. And the third would be, there has to be a change in the knowledge, attitude, skills, and habits of everyone within and around the company. And I believe this is one of the most important and most difficult things to to, to change within and around the company. Why? Because people, once they develop habits, whether good or bad, especially the bad ones, they are harder to break. There, are, uh, It would be quite hard and quite difficult for people to remold themselves to have new practices and procedures, especially if such practice or procedure would derail them from what they have already been accustomed to. And uh, unfortunately, it's those old practices people employ that might bring about breaches and security incidents within around the company. So that's by, by having all of those in place, by ensuring all of those are set in stone and be, are followed properly and implemented properly. Data privacy, I believe, can be insured within and around an organization.
0: So Jay, you mentioned security incidents, infractions, and breaches. Uh, Let's talk about what exactly is at risk. Can you share uh, recent data breaches and the extent of the damages that it caused?
1: Insofar as risk is concerned, we have to be able, in order to properly assess it or properly discuss it, we have to first determine from whose perspective we are to view it. If we are to view it from the perspective of the company or the organization, then the risk or the risks to be considered uh, would be first, the risk to lose the goodwill and reputation of the company if ever there would be a breach. Why? Privacy has now become the proxy for trust. If that trust is broken, then it would be pretty hard to mend and people would not necessarily trust us with their business or with their information for us to take care of. Second, and so far as that is concerned, once that happens, once we lose the goodwill and respect of the people or the trust of the people, then it might not just necessarily be jail time or payment of fines as found under the Data Privacy Act. Uh, and so far as sanctions are concerned, but even something as simple as the company losing business and. Once it loses business, people would be out of a job. Clients will, will no longer come to the, to the company. So that, that would be the risk for data subjects or for us, people in general, or for everyone, actually, who, whose information are being used and processed by these organizations. We stand to lose everything and anything. Why? Because insofar as our information is concerned, depending on how these entities, organizations use and abuse our information, it could have an effect either discriminating us, humiliating us, or even affecting us, degrading us of our dignity. And we stand to lose everything and anything as well in so far as if breaches are to happen so far as us data subjects are concerned. A couple of years back, I'm not sure if everyone listening is aware, but there was such a thing called the Cambridge Analytica. The Cambridge Analytica, Scandal, huh? the Cambridge Analytica uh, breach, so far as Facebook is concerned, involved the creation of uh, a questionnaire or a quiz Wherein people uh, public at large the world over started answering such questionnaire on Facebook or through the Facebook platform, Unknown to these people who have answered the questionnaire, uh, as dished out by Cambridge, the uh, University of Cambridge, a partner company which is Cambridge Analytica, started pulling the information taken from such questionnaire or quiz, and then started contacting and pulling information from the contact persons. Of these people who answered the questionnaire without their consent and permission. And so, because of that, on a company or organizational level, within six months of the breach being made public and being made known to everyone at large, uh, Cambridge Analytica started losing its stockholders, shareholders. And so, within six months, they had to shut down, went bankrupt. So far as Facebook is concerned, since it was a platform that was used in order to utilize the, the quiz. We are, if I'm not mistaken, uh, at current, they, they have been at recently been made to pay to the tune of $800 million by the United States Trade Commission for misleading the public. Now, insofar as the risks towards the data subjects are concerned or rights of people are concerned, I would like to bring uh, to your attention uh, a local breach that has happened over the past uh, over the past year involving online lending companies. Now, insofar as the online lending companies are concerned, these are companies which have put together uh, applications and downloadable software uh, through the mobile phones, uh, as seen on Google Play and such, wherein people who are unfortunately hard up on money as of the moment could just as easily download the applications and through such applications uh, request for a loan. Uh, from such organizations and they would immediately uh, get uh, the loan as requested. Now, the problem there is for these companies to be able to give you the money that you wish to borrow from them, you have to give them permissions. You have to give the, the, the application or the app, the mobile app permission to access your contact information or address book insofar as your phone is concerned, your SMS messages your call messages, and the like, even your files on your phone. Now, unknown to these people who made loans from these companies, at the point that they were unable to immediately pay back these companies, their personal information as well as the personal information and as found through their address book, SMS messages, call logs, and the the like, were used by these companies who created the, the mobile app. And started contacting these people, informing them that, excuse me, do you know Mr. X or Mr. Y? Such person has not yet been able to pay their loan from our company. Kindly tell them immediately uh, to pay their loans. Otherwise, we'll have the police arrest them, so on and so forth. On that level, these people started feeling ashamed, started uh, losing uh, respect from other people. They have been their reputations have been besmirched, and so uh because of that they they have filed complaints upon the the national privacy commission for the for for the closure of these mobile apps and removal of these apps from the the app store or from google play and and so for as the companies that uh created these mobile applications they have similarly been charged of being Uh, liable for violating the the, the Data Privacy Act of 2012 and are therefore found guilty for and uh, they are to pay to the tune of 5 million pesos and imprisonment of uh, up to five years in jail. So those are the risks that can be involved for simply violating a person's privacy and for even not handling and properly taking care or processing or using the information while... Uh, they are in your custody.
0: Uh Just to just to build on that last point, it's really interesting how these online lending companies are justifying other behavior. They're saying that um, there's not too much information that they can use to determine somebody's credit worthiness, which is why they're accessing, you know, web behavior, browsing behavior, coming up with all of these data points, which they did not inform the end user, which I That's think true. is very dangerous. We're talking a lot about um, the risks involved. Uh, Before we end, for a general audience perspective, what practical advice can you give so that we can protect ourselves against any data privacy breach?
1: We have to be careful as to what information we share or give away to people, whether we know them or we don't. People, as of late, have been lax in so far as how and what information they give out their, their name, their address their mobile number, their email address, their date of birth, easily. And these are fields or data fields that are easily, just as easily found on someone's Facebook account or social media account. People have to be aware that these are typically and usually the five sets of of information that companies use in order to also uh validate the user if they are being contacted over the phone. Like for example, if a person is to call a customer service number, if you are to give your account number to them with for example for, for my or Miralco or whatnot, for in order for them to validate your account, they only usually ask you for your name and your your address, your residential address. Or if you're you're calling a telco, they usually ask you for your birthday and your residential address as well. If you're calling a bank, they usually ask you for your, for your date of birth and your last transaction or something to that effect. But generally, these are sets of information that people don't typically think twice about giving away to, to whether it be strangers or people that they know. First, always be careful and so for ask what information you give away and to whom you give it to. Okay. Second, always remember that the data that you give away, we, uh, the ownership of such data doesn't change, even if you have already shared or give it away to other people. That's one of the biggest uh, waterloos that people usually have in so far as sharing their information. People tend to think that once you have already given the information to another person or an entity, they no longer have the right to watch over and to, to protect their information that's not true always remember that you own or we own the data that we give away or we share to other people third please 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 be aware of your data privacy rights or data subject rights okay it's found under the data privacy act of 2012 okay please know them and be aware of them always be informed always know that you have the right to access that you have the right to damages that you have the right to file a complaint Okay? that you have the right to erasure or blockage of your information uh, and you have the right to data portability always know all of those because these are the rights that we all have to be aware of because these knowing these rights they will be able to protect us and keep us from any possible breaches in the future next never take things at face value and learn to ask the right questions from anyone that seeks to get your information which brings me back to knowing your data subject rights. okay? Uh, if anyone, if you're walking through the mall wants to go back to normalcy, someone approaches you offering, offering you a subscription or to sign up for a credit card in exchange for a tub of popcorn, please think twice of giving out your information for that tub of popcorn. Always ask for a privacy notice or a privacy policy. Now, a privacy notice or a privacy policy is... Uh, the stand of that organization or entity informing you as to what information they are collecting from you, where are they going to use it, with whom are they going to share it with, for how long are they going to use it for, what are your rights under that organization, and so far as safeguarding your data as well. Okay. Last but not least, towards the end, if you feel uncomfortable with giving away your information, then don't give it away unless... These entities or organizations give you a reason to trust them. And so far as handing over information is concerned. Okay. Please, please, please always remember that data privacy starts with you or reversely put, it starts with each and every one of us. If we don't foolishly give away the information, then they cannot do anything harmful to it and to us. So that's it.
0: Thank you so much, Jay. That was very insightful. And practical advice for our listeners. Thank you for the time.